Great morning. Great morning, everybody. <laughs> what up, Coop? Hey, how how I sound? Sound fly. Dude, where you at, dude? Are you like on doing a construction? I'm in my basement, man. It's it's a problem. Is the is it the AC or what's it, going on, bro? I got a dehumidifier because I I'm like pl- to keep it cool. All right, man. What's up, man? How's your week been, bro? Um, last week I hit a wall, man. But overall, what you mean? What, what you mean hit a wall? What happened? I just I was feeling a little tired. You know what I mean? And then I spent uh, I spent some time reflecting and realized, like, you need to chill out, bro. You're good, and now I'm good. Man, that's pro- that's probably like the first like deep intro uh, that we've had <laughs> <laughs> since, since since we uh, started this thing. So uh, that's good. That's good. Glad glad that you're uh, over- overcoming the mind. You know, it's crazy. It's crazy. So, but I'm I'm doing good too, though. Yeah, you know, I was for, just gonna if, say. If you want to ask, I'm Coop. I'm doing good too, man. Coop, how you doing, bro? Oh, it's all good, man. It's all good, man. You know, just trying trying to work on these to do lists. It's crazy, man. I'm trying to keep it all organized and and stuff, man. It's they're kind it's of cra- never ending, right? Oh, it's not. It's never ending. You know, it's like you got. But I, but I've been writing stuff down though, like getting in the phone, like free up the mind, look back at it later. So it's it's been helping. It's been no, helping. No to the. Notes are my godsend. Like if I don't write down a couple things I need to do, I have dreams about it. You have you dreams about that? them. Have you ever had that happen? Like, like, oh, I need to pay my utility bill, and it's three in the morning, and I'm running away from a serial killer in my dream, and I'm like, shit, I need to. I mean, shoot, I need to. I need to pay my water bill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that maybe that's just me. My bad. No, it's, no, it's all no, good. I don't. No. I don't know if it's ever that crazy for me. You know, like, I don't know. It's that's interesting, though. That's interesting. Anything else you want to share about your dreams, or? No, I'm just saying. Make Shit. sure you write stuff down, whether it's tasks or your goals. Like, yeah, for r- sure. Write it down. For sure, for sure. But all right, uh, we're gonna bring in today's guest. I'm really pumped. I've been seeing this man on Instagram. I don't. I don't follow him when I'm fasting. Um. So yeah, we'll we'll get into it. Hey, good morning, guys. On today's episode of Shipbuilding with Cooper and Caleb, Cooper's going to bring in our next guest. Hey, guys. Uh, on today's episode, um, another Bison player. Uh, he was a uh, record-setting wide receiver uh, who returned for his sixth year after overcoming three broken collarbones, collarbones early in his career. Sheesh, C- crazy. Part of five straight Missouri Valley Football Conference championships and NC and NCAA Division One FCS national titles, uh, graduated as NDSU's career record holder in pass receptions with 195. Man, I didn't know Re- that. Hey, just hang on, bro. Let me finish. My bad. Cool. Re- receiving yards, uh, 2,957, and touchdown catches, 28. Uh, caught at least one pass in 54 of 58 career games, including a streak of 26 straight games with a catch. 
touchdown receptions in 23 of 58 career games, 10 career 100-yard receiving games, made 43 catches for 610 yards and six touchdown passes in 14 NCAA playoff games. Ladies and gentlemen, Zach Bra. Man, Coop, you got you got me on cloud nine over here. <laughs> I like how you put the emphasis. I like how you put the emphasis on bra. Like you really, you really said was, that bra. Yeah, it, I was trying to figure out how to put the bra money in there, but I didn't do it. Like I was trying to like, do I say Zach bra or Zach money bra? No, it or, sounded good though. But yeah, it was good. Zach, but anyways, it's one or the other. Yeah, <laughs> Zach, it's phenomenal to meet you. I would just love to hear what did Coop leave out like what did Coop miss man I think he pretty much hit it all started my career with some injuries um and then joined back in strong and was part of a heck of a team that obviously like he said won five national titles so he pretty much hit it all thank you thank you thank good you. job man so, you, you did uh, you did a good job <laughs> so Zach how we uh start the podcast off we ask our guests, um, you know, just, you know, who they are, uh, what they do, and uh, why they do what they do. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, right now, I'm working a sales job, a company called Kian. So I'm selling factory automation equipment. Um, so that's whether it be like sensors, cameras, uh, microscope, safety equipment to any type of manufacturing company. So during times of COVID, a lot of places are needing that. Um, it was kind of tough because a lot of places had shut down. Um, so that's kind of my full-time thing that I got going on right now. And then something a little interesting I picked up recently was making ice cream. So what that entails, um, I created an LLC called Raw Investments and started an ice cream business called A to Z Creamery which is for flavors A to Z is kind of what that means. And then also my wife's name is Alex. Mine is Zach. And it kind of works out also that um, it's flavors A to Z, Alex and Zach Creamery. So the two and two kind of go hand in hand. Um, how it started was I got an ice cream maker from my mom for my birthday in February. Started playing around with it. Um, always been intrigued with like food, desserts donuts, baked goods, things like that, and have always been a big fan of ice cream. And once I got that machine, I'm thinking to myself, all right, there's got to be, you know, some interesting, crazy flavors that nobody else has done. So I started making stuff for just myself and my wife, um, some friends, family. I post about it on Instagram, and we all know how social media is these days. Once you post something, things can spread like wildfire. I had people hitting me up, sliding into my DMs, asking for ice cream, and the demand was there. Like an ungodly amount of people were messaging me, and I'm like, "Hey, I gotta take, I gotta take advantage of this opportunity." Um, and then things just started slowly growing. I bought an ice cream machine from my neighbors. I got another one on Amazon. I was running three ice cream machines on my kitchen counter, Dang. Make, making about ten pints a day, basically. And then I'd shoot out a message on Instagram saying what's available. And then peop- the first 10 people that would respond would get the ice cream. And then, um, I mean, I could go on about the story forever. But now I am in a commercial kitchen. I got a business license. 
um, inspected by the Minnesota Department of Agriculture. I have a certified dairy plant with all the dang licenses and certificates you have to get. Um, and now I'm making about 150 pints twice a week, different flavors, anything crazy and unique that um, you wouldn't even think you could make into ice cream is what I'm doing. That's awesome. Man. That, so I got, I got to ask. So how, so I just remember like, you know, after we were all done playing, like you started doing this uh, raw money eats. Or raw, yep. raw eats, or like so. So what? What was that? So that was just a. I guess that's kind of like a food blog, I could call it. Um, I mean, we know living in Fargo, the food scene isn't you know the greatest. We got some hot spots there. Um, <laughs> it's only getting better, kinda... right, Coop? What's that? <laughs> it's only getting better, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It is. There's some <laughs> nice places out there now. Um, but once I moved back to the cities. Um, my wife and I got a place in St. Paul, so downtown, and we were close to a bunch of different restaurants and we'd walk around up and down Grand Avenue, um, where we lived and we'd stop at a new restaurant, you know, like once a week or every weekend. And I just started taking pictures of food. Cause I'm like, dang, this is some awesome cuisine we got here. Then I'd post it on Instagram. People would like it. They would get reposted. Um, and then people, I just kind of gained a following from that and people would ask me about, you know, what places I should go get barbecue at or what places have good tacos, what places have good burgers, pizza, and things like that. Um, so that was just kind of a fun little blog I did. I'd get invited to pre-openings, uh, menu tastings, things like that every now and then. Never got paid um, or anything. Got some free meals out of it, which was always nice. Oh, um, yeah. But that was just kind of like a fun, fun social media hobby thing that kind of started when I moved back. So, Zach, we know, thanks to Cooper, we know who you are, right? Uh, yeah. We, we, we know what you do, you know, in sales. You got this thing going on with the ice cream. Uh, we usually like to ask a little bit about the why. Like, why are you, what's inside you that's making you like, oh, I want to, you know, I want to do A to Z Creamery. I got my food blog. What's kind of pushing you to be all you can be? Well, that, that, that's a great question. Obviously, I could go on about what I do, but, yeah, the reason why is why everyone wants to know, right? Um, so, I mean, I've always been intrigued by, I mean, this makes me sound, sound like a chubby little bastard, but, I mean, I've always <laughs> been intrigued by food, desserts. Um, I don't know. I don't really know why. Um, ever since I was a little kid, you know, I'd be at the grocery store and I'd see some funky toaster strudel flavors or Pop-Tart flavors or something. And I just, it was always kind of fun for me to try new things. And um, that was just like food was kind of just something fun that I always had um, enjoyed trying new things. And um, after football, you know, football took up all my time. I absolutely loved it. And then once that was done, there was another void, you know, that I had to fill because football mm -hmm. took up all my time. Yep. So then afterwards, I'm like, well, shoot, what am I going to like, what type of hobby am I going to start? Um, and I mean, as weird as it sounded, you know, going to restaurants and trying new food that almost became, I don't know if you would call it a hobby, but I mean, it definitely took up time by, you know, trying out new restaurants, doing this little blog thing. I would bake for fun at home. I did these donut reviews where I would review donuts and <laughs> record, record myself in my car eating donuts. So that was kind of something I did. Um, 
and then ice cream came along. And even though I'm still working a full-time job, I mean, everybody at some point wishes they could be their own boss. Um, and if I could fill that void that I had um, by keeping a hobby of mine that's always been there since I was a kid, and if I could make that into a full-time career, I mean, obviously that's what everyone's ultimate goal is, right? Mm. Um, so I took advantage of it. I kind of saw a need. I filled that void um, that was there. Um, and then luckily the demand was there as well when people always wanted to try what I had. Um, so, I mean, just being able to relive childhood memories, experiment with new baking and new cooking, new ice cream maker, making flavor combinations, um, I think that's just a desire of mine, I guess, and something that I just really enjoy doing. Man, I, I love this because it's the perfect example of, uh, like, someone – uh, like take, you know, taking advantage of the opportunity. Right. Um, you know, like how many people you see like, like the post food stuff, like doing different things at a restaurant, you know, whatever, but never like the thought never crosses their mind to, Oh, like I could probably turn this into something or like turning a hobby into a, a career. Um, so that's pretty, that's pretty neat, neat, um, neat to see. Uh, there, Zach. Um, my next question is: So, like, was there any was there any fear in this process for you? Uh, yeah, I mean, right when I start, um, I could say there was no really fear at all because I didn't have any commitments. You know, I never put in a large sum of money. I didn't have investors. I never dropped you know thousands of dollars on anything. It was a fifty dollar ice cream machine and couple hours of my time so I didn't really you know have any fears if I messed up on a flavor it's like okay well that's one flavor said and gone I'm gonna make another one right um I mean along the way I've taken jumps to increase the capacity that I'm doing so I'm increasing the quantities of ice cream um so now I'm when I'm making 150 you know if I mess up a batch 150 people get it that's 150 people that I might lose per se um, sure. but still up to this point, I wouldn't say I've taken many huge jumps or commitments where I've really been afraid of anything. And that could really come with the fact that this is something I truly enjoy doing. So I think if you really do something that you absolutely love, there's really no fear behind it. If that kind of makes sense. How did you, how did you realize that this was something you loved right because you went from you know highly successful football player nine to five salesman to like oh yeah i love you know making ice cream and selling it i don't know if there was really one aha moment but after a while when i realized that i would be putting in 12 hour days i would wake up super early i would work on weekends um and my friends and family and Alex, my wife, would say, like, why are you doing this? Like, do you ever get sick of what you're doing? And I'd think to myself, like, if you think about it, I am, quote, unquote, working, let's say, 12-hour days. But I don't even picture myself working. 
it's more me just enjoying myself and having fun. And I mm. feel like after I answer that question, I'm like, wow, if I can work a 12 hour day, including my real work and not even view it as working, I feel like that's, that kind of was the moment where I'm like, this might be something that I could do full time. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. So, um, where, so where, where was the, uh, the mind shift, uh, for you, Zach? So, you know, you're like, you're working, you know, this nine to five job, you know, and then you, it, it, from your, from how I'm hearing it, it sounds like now you're starting to turn your hobby into, you know, like you're an entrepreneur basically on the side, you know, like, yeah. Correct. You got yep. your LLCs, you know, and you're doing all this stuff on the side. So, like, where was the mind shift there for for you? Of creating the LLC and just starting yeah. this thing on yeah, the side? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Maybe take us so, through your initial thoughts. Like, okay, I need to do this. Yeah. So, when I, I had my job, which I still have, um, and then I started doing this on the side for fun. At the beginning, when I was just making this out of my house, 10 pints a day. Um, and when I would start thinking about, you know, I have literally a hundred plus people sending me messages about 10 pints I have available. I would get a hundred DMs in a matter of minutes for an ice cream that I would put out that I only had 10 pints of. At that moment, I'm like, shoot, I need to do something about this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so mm -hmm. w when that happened, I'm like, okay, what do I need to do to be able to make more ice cream? Cause I can't, it's literally impossible to do this out of my house. If I have three little machines that can only make 10 pints. So I started thinking about, well, I got to get a huge ice cream machine. I got to work out of a commercial kitchen that's certified. I started doing research, talking to other um, small business owners about what they're doing. And then that kind of led me down the path of, you know, all the licenses I have to get all the um, certifications if there's any trainings I have to do. Um, and then that kind of led from one thing to another. And then I just realized the demand was there and I just kept trying to increase my quantity to keep up with the demand. What, what, uh, like what were some of the, I guess not problems or issues, but like what were some of the things you had to overcome? Like, cause I know you said you're in a commercial kitchen now. Like, what did it take to, you know, like, hey, I got this machine from my mother for as a present, right? Mm -hmm. Like, to, to where you're at now. Talk about what that process was like. Well, going through the process of just, for anybody that's created their own LLC and started their own business, um, there's so many steps and people you have to talk to that get involved. So, for me in the <laughs> food industry, I would talk to, you know, the state or you know, I could file an LLC, which anybody could really do, but then whatever business route you want to go into, whether it's food manufacturing or A, B, C, D, E, F, and G, um, there's certain certificates you got to get. So all the issues for me were trying to figure out what I needed. Um, I knew I needed some type of food business license. Um, I didn't know what training I had to get. I had to do all this research about training. Um, the type of training I needed depended on how I was actually going to sell my product, whether it was going to be at a scoop shop, a storefront, or whether it was going to be in 
a prepackaged good sure, or a sure. you know consumer product good CPG. Um, so depending on what route I had to go, there were different certificates and licenses that this I had to do. So the biggest issue and problems for me in the front end were trying to figure out how I want to structure my business and the mission I had, um, and kind of lay out what I need my business model to for me or what my business model was going to be so I could actually get all those certificates. So I had to pretty much say, all right, this is how I'm going to structure my business. This is how I'm going to do it moving forward. And then from there, figure out, you know, where I can work and what certificates I need. So that part took quite a long time right away, but thank the Lord. It's all, it's all over and signed off and complete now. Yep. What, what is your, uh, your business mission, Zach? If you don't mind sharing. Yeah. Um, honestly, offhand, I don't know it. I don't know if that's a bad thing or not. <laughs> but um, it's just, I mean, it's on my website. Um, it's like a paragraph or something. But it's offering flavors of ice, or offering handcrafted small batch ice cream in flavors from A to Z. Um, and then I go into a little bit more. Um, so those flavors from A to Z are any classic ice creams, anything traditional, anything out of the box that you would never imagine that could be an ice cream, um, whether it be, you know, something savory, whether it be a, whether it be a dessert. Um, I get inspiration off of anything from my childhood, anything I see at a grocery store. So those flavors can really be inspired from anything. What's what's like your your do you have like like classics or like like different hits or you know popular flavors or anything? Maybe just t- tell us a little bit about the business, right? Like what? Yeah. 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 So kind of how it works right now is I'll make about two flavors a week, and those flavors will be available on usually like a Tuesday and a Thursday or Tuesday or Friday or something. Um, I have a little drop video or flavor drop video, I call it, that a guy that owns the kitchen puts together for me, and they'll kind of create some buzz about what the flavor is going to be. So, for example, um, the other week it was um, we did a or I did a collaboration for an A and W style dinner with this other chef in town, um, and we did a drop video of like A&W root beer, some cheeseburgers, some cheese curds. And then the ice cream was a root beer caramel swirl ice cream. And then I put together a picture, put that on Instagram. And then as soon as I post that picture, once people see it, they can also subscribe to an email list. They get that notification and it tells them that the flavor is available to purchase online. And then they can go to the website and then in a matter of minutes or seconds, even sometimes that flavor will sell out. And then they pick it up from, I don't have a storefront or anything. So everything's e-commerce. It's all online. They'll get notified of what the pickup time is going to be, the pickup location. And then usually the following day, they'll come pick it up at the kitchen. And then I have a whole list of everybody that purchased. And then everybody walks through with their ice cream. Man, that's, that's crazy. Slick. Yeah. So, so yeah. like, who, like, who, like, starting the business, like, are there any, 
key people or key relationships that like helped you, you know, get to where where you're at right now? Um, honestly, not really. Um, I don't know if that's typical for <laughs> anybody that's in my position. But every story is different, right? Yeah, every, yeah. yeah. Like to be honest, I've asked some people for advice, but I've never really leaned on someone for a ton of, you know, help along the way. Yeah. Um, I mean, the space that I work in, uh, Curate Kitchen, it's called. They're owned by Apex Kitchens. Uh, They help a lot with the marketing, the advertising, obviously providing the space for me to run the business. Um, So they help me a lot with the process. But I don't really have a mentor per se. I learned all this by myself, by reading books, um, reading recipes online. Um, So everything's kind of self-taught and I've kind of taken it from there. Zach, have you allowed yourself to start dreaming? Are you a big goal setter? I mean, what's next for A to Z Creamery or what is next for, you know, Zach Money Bra, right? Like, what's, oh, yeah. what's next, man? I think he said yeah. it was one or the other. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, I, I, well, I feel like it's either what Zach Raw or you, Zach Money Raw doesn't really, or Zach Raw Money doesn't really slide off the tongue easily. So it's either Zach or that, that's Raw my Money, mistake. right? That's, that's my you know? mistake. Leave it to the Caleb. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, obviously, this is something I think about every day. You know, where where do I want to be in five years? You know, that's what people ask you when you walk into interviews. Where do you want to be in five right, years? Right. Most of most of us say probably not working here and doing being my own boss, <laughs> but nobody actually says it. <laughs> no, but I I've kind of um, thought about you know do I want to just keep doing what I'm doing right now, doing the whole e-commerce thing, order online pick up at the kitchen and just do prepackaged pints? Do I want this to become a, um, you know, Ben and Jerry's type thing where it's a, not, I don't want to say commodity item, but is this an item I want to see in grocery stores and it's easy to get your hands on? Because my whole business model is all just exclusive ice cream. I've never, I've been doing this business now and this business model since March. I have never released the flavor twice. And I know wow. that's crazy to think, Dang. but like the thing that I think keeps bringing people back and keep people on their toes is that once the flavor is gone, it's gone. Whereas, you know, Ben and Jerry's, you can open up a freezer door and pick up a pint of half baked whenever you want. Whereas with my stuff, if you get a sweet Martha's cookie dough flavor, you get a, you know, monster oatmeal peanut butter cookie dough flavor you're going to see that once and it's probably not going to come back for maybe a year so i kind of want to keep that business model because i think that's what makes um, a to z creamery unique and if i open up a storefront it's going to give the ability for people to get ice cream whenever they want and i mean it might be selfish for me but i don't really want that to be the case So I think right now my plan would be to team up with local grocery stores like uh, Lunds and Byerly's, Kowalski's, maybe a co-op of some sort um, and get a, you know, maybe a flavor of the week or something. So I'd make a couple thousand pints, let's say, of a specific flavor, 
that's going to be available in the freezer section at a London Byerly's for, you know, the month or until it sells out. Mm. People can go there. You know, once they once they sell all that product, you know, it's gone. It ain't going to be back. And then that shelf space will replenish with another flavor. Same thing will happen. So kind of the same methodology of what I'm doing now, but instead of buying online and picking up at the kitchen, it would just be available at a grocery store. So right now that's kind of what the goal is, uh, but things can, you know, always change. And I'm still small. So, you know, if I do change my mind, it's not going to be easy. A huge, It'll be easy switch. Yeah, it's, it's not going to be a pain in my butt to switch right. from one mindset to the other. But before Coop goes, Zach, what is the best flavor you have ever personally made? What's, 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 what's the flavor you hang your hat on? Oh man. Um, Anything with a peanut butter base, I think, is just something that I could make every week and I wouldn't get sick of it. Mm. I don't do it often, but, I mean, if you mix peanut butter into ice cream, there's no way that thing can be bad. It's going to be rich. It's going to be dense. It's going to be creamy. You just know um, what you're doing those... when it comes to PB. <laughs> exactly, yep. And, I mean, there's there's no way you can get go wrong with um, that stuff, and that's I still get people that message me from months ago from a specific peanut butter flavor that message me still and say, "Man, you got to bring this back! Like, when is this coming out again?" So that's, that's awesome. I, yeah, love doing. Was there any part of your journey, Zach, uh, where people like thought you were insane for doing this? Um, not really. I get a lot of people that will ask me if this is my full-time thing and if I'm doing this full-time. Um, and I'll tell them, no, I still have a job and I do this on the side. And they say, how in the heck are you able to do this <laughs> as a side hustle? <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I asked myself that too, but I go back to what I said earlier. You know, if it's something that you truly love and enjoy doing, you don't really view it as work. It's just something fun that you do. So even if I'm working until eight or nine at night, you know, I enjoy every minute that I do it. So people might think I'm crazy for quote working two jobs, but I honestly don't really see it that way. It's not, it. it's not work. It's not work when you're working for yeah. yourself, right? That's Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's a big... Like if I wake up and I don't have to, um, you know, report to anybody, not saying I don't mind reporting to my boss now because I love my boss, but, um, you know, if I can get up and make my own schedule, tell myself what I'm going to do for the week, you know, that's, that's the ultimate goal. Love it. Love it. Zach, let's, 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 let's go way, way back. Uh, let's, let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, after, after college, you know, you had a couple of, um, tryouts. Um, can you just yes. talk a little bit about like the experience, like how, how that was to, you know, get a shot at the next level? Yeah. So right after college, um, I tried out for, or I did pro day, um, and training for pro day. I, you know, I wanted to get away from the Midwest, you know, do something out of the normal. Cause I know most people, I don't know what the fact or the ratio or percentage of people are but not many people get a chance to try out for the nfl or be a part of pro day so i moved out to austin texas and i got an uncle that lives down there so moved in with him for a couple months uh and trained for 
pro day down there. Um, I was with the facility um, called, oh, man, this is Max Performance, I think it's called now. Um, but I trained with them for a while, um, went, went through pro day, and then got a chance to try out with the Vikings. So I was brought on for just about a weekend there. Got the jersey, got the helmet. I was one of, shoot, I don't know, maybe 30 people, um, which was awesome. I mean, ever since I was a little kid, you know, my dream was always to become a NFL football player like most little kids. It wasn't, wasn't making ice cream. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, the first day when I showed up, um, Coach Zimmer, he, you know, had us sit all down in front of us rookies, I guess you could call us. And he said, all right, gentlemen, congrats on your college career. Um, we're happy to have you. He said, there's a lot of talented young men here, but um, he said, right now, we are only looking for two spots to fill. And at that point, I was about to walk away and say, well, goodbye. <laughs> but I mean, at you know, I'm going to be there and I'm going to, you know, try my hardest. I'm looking at 30 other guys. Some of these guys are from, you know, down South, other people I've, you know, seen on TV and, um, you know, these are really talented players, but I'm like, you know what? I may not make it here, but shoot, I got invited. I'm going to give everything I absolutely have. I'm going to learn this playbook, do everything that I can to at least, you know, get a shot, mm -hmm. um, to make the squad. So we were there learned the playbook, talked to all the coaches, the rookies, the older like vets weren't there just because it was more of a um, like first year practice squad type group of people. Um, so, I mean, I wasn't, you know, playing with any of the starters or anything, but met all the coaches, learned the plays, studied that thing, you know, like it was the back of my hand. Um, and then after the weekend was over, never got a call back and that was the end of my journey. But I mean, every moment there was just absolutely incredible. I just, I still can easily, I have been nostalgic thinking about wearing the jersey and the helmet, um, but it was definitely a weekend to remember. Well, no, that's what, awesome. What's what's the transition yeah. like, right? Like you, you said earlier, like, yeah, I, you know, I didn't grow up thinking like, oh my gosh, like I can't wait, you know, to start A, a to Z Creamery, right? Versus... So what was that transition to, like, you know, like to switch into that? And where's your mindset now where you're like, yo, I can't wait to release this flavor next week. And when <laughs> yeah. I release this flavor, it's going to sell out and it's going to get me closer to, you know, getting, uh, you know, exclusive with lungs and virus. You know, what was that like? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the transition was, I mean, tough right away because when – your entire college career, and for me, like Coop said in the beginning, was six years. Um, I played six football years, for a, Yeah, I played football for a long time. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I had I had some internships in the summer just because I had to make a buck. Um, but I mean, work was never something. I mean, I knew it would come because that's just what life is. But I was trying to think, you know, what do what am I gonna do now? Like, obviously, I gotta work, but I've been. I've been playing football for six years. I've been training for a couple more. I've been with the Vikings now. Like, what am I going to do? Um, 
So I was still in the mindset of being an athlete and working out. So I would still get up in the mornings and, you know, I would run, I would weight lift and, um, you know, months would go by and I'm thinking to myself, well, why have, why am I working out? Like I, I got a, I got a nine to five now, like I got a job and I don't really need to be doing this, but I mean, it is nice to, you know, stay in shape, work out, give yourself some goals, um, you know, just to feel healthy and better yourself. But, you know, transitioning to work was, it wasn't too bad. Um, just cause I did have such a successful college career it was a part of a great team. We won, you know, so many national championships and I think that made the transition a lot easier because I was satisfied with where my football career ended at. I think it would be a lot tougher for guys that didn't have a great career or they were part of a bad team and they just always want that like winning mindset. They always want to like, even though our team didn't do that great, you know, I want to be a part of, you know, a team that won or I want to, you know, continue to prove myself. Um, but for me, I had, I had kind of done that, I guess. So for me, I thought, well, shoot, I, you know, I had a great college career now it's time to move on to the next thing in life. Um, so I don't know if that, that might be the opposite mindset of other people, you know, other people that didn't have a great career, they might just, you know, drop it and say, well, not good at football or our team's not very good. Let's just start working now. So I'm not sure what other people's mindset were, but. Um, with me at least, I was satisfied with where I was, with so it made the transition a lot easier. Mm. Love it. Yeah, love it. Zach, is there is there anything like looking back, you know, where you're at now, and and is there anything you would tell yourself, your 18 year old self, like anything different you would tell? And, and I would add, what would you tell somebody who maybe wants to be a you know a foodie entrepreneur as well? Let's add that in too. Mm-hmm. So something I would tell myself, I am glad I stayed at NDSU for a six year. That was something I would always think about at the time, you know, five or 10 years down the road. Am I going to think, you know, I should have stayed? Should I have left? which I still now kind of like think, you know, if I did leave a year early and I did try with the Vikings, would I have made it if I only played five years, you know, would I be in better shape? Um, but I mean that I'm not good. That's not something I really regret. I loved college. I'm glad I stayed a six year. It was another national championship. We won um, in terms of working now. I wish that I, would have maybe found an opportunity where I could start my own business earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, I think having, you know, a corporate sales job also gives me more of a mindset of what the working world is like. So I have Mm -hmm. something to compare it to now that I'm a small business owner, because if I would have started this, you know, right out of college, and let's say it didn't pan out, I would have never understood what the working world was like. Um, So I think having two two jobs now puts, gives me a perspective of, you know, what a sales, you know, a typical sales job is like versus working for yourself and being a small business owner. Um, So I wouldn't say I really have any regrets. I'm kind of glad the way it panned out. Um, But I think if I had to 
you know, Caleb, moving on to your question, um, you know, tell people or other young entrepreneurs, give them advice or anything. Um, just for me, it kind of fell into my lap. I was going to say find a need and fill it because that's how most small mm. businesses start. You know, mm -hmm. people on Shark Tank, they come up with the absolute most stupid ideas ever. Great show, by out, the way. Some of, them, some of them turn out to be millionaires. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, and honestly, it's finding a need and filling it. For me, that kind of fell into my lap. What was the need? It was ice, unique ice cream flavors that nobody else made. And that's literally what I was doing. I realized that if you go to a grocery store, you can find chocolate, you can find vanilla, you can find cookie dough. Um, but you can't find blue cheese, shortbread, and honey pear compote. You can't find strawberry mm -hmm. balsamic reduction. You can't find, you know, flaming Hot Cheetos with salted caramel swirl. And those are Man, flavors and concepts that I hang my head on. You should go on Shark Tank. Uh, I just want to know. You should go on Shark Tank and have. I just want to know though, Coop. I just want to know, Zach. What What do you do with the sixth ring? You know, you got five fingers. Where's that sixth ring go? Like you and Tom Brady have a similar problem, right? I, yes, we do. Um, I mean, technically, I have five. I played for six years, but I really only have five rings. They didn't give you that six. What's that? They didn't give you the six. Well, no, I it, I, I only had five. I think oh. there was a I think there was a because gap the in there. The mm. the true freshman year was that year we lost to Eastern Washington, mm. and when we were on the red field, you know what I mean. But yep. then I played the next five, and then I got those five rings. Mm. I got gotcha. you. That was the red yeah. shirt year. Correct. Yep. Well, I mean, not a lot of people can anywhere can ever oh, say no. can, can hold up their hand with you know a, a ring on each finger. Right. Um, I forgot about that Eastern Washington year. I didn't really. Yeah. I thought you were one year older. Um, yes. Yeah, it's hard to think we used to lose back in the day. I mean, that, right? That's the NDSU culture, man. It's, it's, <laughs> I mean, that, that culture we're, we're spoiled, is like, man. We really are. Yeah, we are. Even Seriously. to this day. Seriously. Seriously. Um, I, I, Coop, my, my last little sneaking question is: I want I want Zach to get more specific. Um, you know, I know you're working the nine to five. I already asked you what's next, what's the big plan, but like, I want you to get more specific. You know, what's the what's the one you're like? You gave, yeah, I'm potentially pursuing these, you know, partnerships with local grocery stores, but like, what's that? Like, what's actually next? You know what I mean? Yeah. So. I mean, I don't really know that. I mean, that's the goal, right? So, I mean, I could get technical with, you know, the machines I use and, you know, what I'm going to buy next, but I've kind of, actually, I could tell you a funny story, which I will now. Yes, please. Um, so I've thought about how I'm going to increase the quantity that I make, you know, how am I going to expand the business? Cause right now just doing it on social media, wouldn't really be possible, I guess, to create, you know, this massive company if I'm really going to make a name for myself. 
So in the back of my head, I'm thinking, you know, do I need to reach out, you know, to investors and, you know, talk to other people that have, um, you know, invested into other small businesses and see what they can do to help me out, you know, whether it's to open a storefront or to just, you know, get an actual facility that makes automatic pint filling lines and mm. don't have to do this by hand anymore. You know, I've just kind of thought, you know, how am I going to grow? So I had a follower of mine comment on this person on Instagram who reviews ice cream just for fun. He's kind of a goofball. His Instagram name is Patrick's Pints, I think. Um, and he has this southern twang, and he reviews all this ice cream. He has all these, you know, slogans. He says, or not slogans, but he just has all these funny things that he does, and he kind of just sounds like a goofball. And this person said, hey, you sh A to Z Creamer, you should send this guy some ice cream. Um, you know, I think he'd love your stuff. He slides into my DMs and says, hey, man, your page looks awesome. Would love to try some of your stuff right now if you send me something. I kind of just shot it off, um, gave him the cold shoulder. I'm like, hey, man, um, I can see that you love ice cream. I don't really ship. Most of my customer base is here in um, Minnesota, so I'm going to have to pass. And he replies to me, and he says, he's like, all right, man, I understand. Let me message you from my personal page. He messages me from his personal page, and what's the name that pops up? Patrick Schwarzenegger, who is Arnold Schwarzenegger's son. <laughs> yeah. So I look at his page. He's got, oh, over a million followers. That's insane. He's oh, my a God. entrepreneur. He's an investor. I say, what the hell did I just do? I go on to Google. I Google Patrick Schwarzenegger, <laughs> and apparently he's a big-time investor in the food industry and with um, specifically small food businesses. He's one of the biggest investors for Blaze Pizza. That I'm, oh, Blaze, guys, sure. Yep, Minneapolis-based pizza company, yep. Yep, so he's invested in a ton of companies like that. And so he sent me that message, and I was like, hey, I was like, now I understand what you're trying to do. And he's like, yeah, man, I just love ice cream. And, you know, I started that page just kind of as a joke to myself. But um, he said my next business venture might actually be something in the ice cream industry. And he told me he's thinking about opening up a shop in L.A. We get to talk and he talks about or he asks about my business model. I ask him about what he wants to do and what he's looking for. After a couple messages back and forth. I don't know if this is him just being an L.A. guy and thinking off the top of his head, but he wants me to move out to L.A. and open up an ice cream shop with him. Sheesh. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, like, is this guy actually real? Like, does he want me to do this? And I reply to him. I'm like, hey, man, that would be, you know, awesome. I really appreciate it. But I'm like, I got a life here. Like, I got a family. Mm -hmm. I got a, you know, a house. I still sure, work. Sure, sure. I was like, I got, I'm not really in a position. I'm, you know, not single, living in an apartment where I can just drop my stuff and leave. Um, and he's like, all right, I understand. I didn't really understand what your living situation and what it was like for you. But he's like, I just had to ask. He was like, how about you send me some ice cream? I'll review it. 
Um, I'll let you know what I think, and if there's something I can do for you out in Minnesota, just let me know. So, I've Man. been, yeah, I've been thinking, like, what, obviously, one, what am I going to send him? Two, if he actually likes it, you know, what conversation am I going to have with him? Um, you know, is he going to want to, because at the end of the day, it's, you know, not to be selfish, but it's my business and I'm going to make the final say in everything. Mm -hmm. But shoot, mm -hmm. if he wants to put some money behind it, if he really believes in the product and give me money to open up a store or just, you know, open up my own facility just so I can make more product and get it into these grocery stores, you know, I wonder if that's even possible. So I actually have sounds, talk sounds to like him. a good problem to have. Yeah. It sounds oh, like a great yeah, problem to have. Sure. Oh, it is definitely. <laughs> Um, so I haven't talked to him in about a week, um, but I'll probably get a couple pints together to ship out to him, see what he thinks, and who knows, he could be, you know, an investor moving forward, but that would be, that, that'd be the next step for A to Z if it does happen. That's awesome, man. Uh, Coop, do you have yeah. anything, you have anything pressing, or I got my next question? I was just going to say, I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, you know Coop. You already know Coop. Man, like, I'm impressed you were able to deal with him. For, well, I'm sure it wasn't six years, but it was something, it was something five, close to it. It was like four, four or five, five years. Yeah, five, five. Four or five. That's a, lot of, that's a lot of meetings and that's a lot of meetings and all that. Um, what, uh, what are you doing to keep – you said, you know, you said a little bit earlier, like, you know, you talk to people, you read. What are you doing to, for self development? You know, how, what are you doing to keep? Uh, what What's the word, Coop? Um, to better your better my craft. Well, I was gonna say, you know, how, how do we how do we address this guy? We 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 call him Z Money now. Like, how like, how are you address? How are like you asking this? Well, yeah, you're right. One or the other, Zach. What are you doing <laughs> to uh, to better yourself? To you know, be a better entrepreneur. <clears throat> Um, so right now it's just kind of been, um, trying to figure out different ways to promote the business and advertise, um, just talking to other small business owners and seeing what they're doing to kind of get the word out for their business and kind of how they've succeeded. Um, so most recently I mentioned it earlier, but I did a little collaboration with a, another chef in town who runs his own catering business. And we did that A&W dinner style mm. meal. So that was kind of, you know, jumping into a new, I guess, business. And I don't really want to say business model. But before that, I had just, you know, released Pints Online, available online, pick up at the store. But I'm trying to think, man, I got to get to a new audience. I got to get this ice cream to new people. So I reached out to him and I said, hey, man, love the burgers and fried chicken and all the food that you make, let's team up and, you know, do a little dinner together and see if we can, you know, better myself and you as well. So then we came up with this A&W um, style theme and collaboration together. Um, but I think just in terms of moving forward and bettering myself, it's one, keep studying ice cream recipes. I know it might sound boring to people, but I actually enjoy doing it. Mm. Keep bettering, keep bettering my craft, research, um, you know, practice, being very precise with everything, learn from other people, and then just figure out other ways to increase your business, 
in terms of marketing, advertising, promoting, things like that. Love it. Love it. No, this was this was great, Zach. It's 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 good to hear from you, man. I was yeah, just always you. yeah. I was I was just curious, man. He's because I think uh, Caleb told me that you were doing the ice cream thing. I didn't even know you were doing the ice cream thing. We were we were talking to uh we were talking to Esley. Shout out to Esley Thornton, and it was like, oh yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you guys got to talk to you know Z Money Bra. You you got to talk to this guy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so then you're the ice cream. I'm, I'm glad he put us in contact. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Coop, you and I haven't you and I haven't talked for shoot years, so it's good for us to connect yeah, in. For sure, you know, yeah. help the podcast, help A to Z. So yeah, for sure, for sure. But for I will, I will just know I won't be following you on the fasting days, though. I just I can't do it anymore. <laughs> Either, it's I like agree. it always it, it always hits on one that. of those. Yeah, it always hits on one of those days, and like. I remember one of those burger posts you put up. You were saying, oh, it's not a looker. And I was like, when you're fasting, <laughs> everything's a looker. <laughs> yeah. For real. Yeah. Oh, uh, no, that's great. That's great. So, Zach, where can our, uh, like, followers, like, link up with you or, like, shoot you a message? Like, what uh, platform's going to get a hold of you on? Yeah, so the best one would just be through Instagram. And the handle is just A to Z Creamery. Um. All orders can be placed on a to z creamery.com, but since everything is such in high demand and I, you know, don't have product available all the time, if you just go on the website like tonight, nothing's going to be available. Um, so if you follow me on Instagram, you'll get news about what flavors are going to be released, what's happening next, what's going to be available in what day. So I would say number one would be Instagram, number two would be the website. That's awesome. Yeah. Nice. Well, well, hey, we don't. Hey, they they need to follow you though too. Where where can they hook up with you personally though? When so they can see like are your donut and like reviews and stuff. Oh yeah, that one's uh, Brown Money Eats. Brown Money, that's where I've been screwing up. Bra, it's Brown Money underscore Eats, I think, or Brown underscore Money Eats. I can't remember one of the two, but. I'm not as active on that anymore because I got other stuff going on, obviously. But yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, I'm still trying out restaurants. It's a little different with COVID nowadays. Not many people, not many places open, and I'm not eating out as much. But um, yeah, if anyone needs suggestions about where to find some burgers, donuts, pizza, barbecue, um, let me know, and I can help you guys out. Bra money underscore eats. That's confirmed. You can. That's certified. There it is. Yeah. Not well, ve- not verified, but not ver- yet. Yes. Yeah. Well, what, what does it even take to get verified? I'm trying to get I think, A to Z cream. I think verified. it's ten k. It's ten k. Is it ten k? It's ten k. Man, I'm almost at five, so I'm about halfway there. Like, yeah, it's yeah, it's crazy. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> well, Zach, think, every, thanks for Everybody a lot, check though. out A to Z. Everybody check out A to Z. Everybody check out uh, Bra Money Eats. Like Coop was just saying, thanks thanks for being on the podcast. Um, thanks for having me. Great story, man. Excited to see what you're going to do. Appreciate it, guys. Yep, happy to see where it goes, too. Best of luck to you guys. Appreciate yeah, it. Thanks. thanks, Zach. Appreciate it. Yep, talk to you later. Yep, bye. Another great episode. Another good episode, man.
uh, Zebra Killer Coop Big Takeaways. Hey, I just man, like I I was saying in the beginning, like just throw like just uh, how do I want to say it? Being able to see the opportunity, right? I mean, like. And, you know, as I was saying early when we we're talking with Zach, uh, how many, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, how many people do that though? Like, take a picture, like of a food thing, and like probably get a ton of hits, but that that's as far as it goes, right? And <clears throat> I just liked how Zach was always thinking, like thinking of, oh, you know, this is something that I do, I love doing. You know, I'm just posting stuff up, like you know, like seeing the opportunity, you know, and, you know, and it's hard if you're really not looking for it or just being aware, you know, and, you know, and I'm, I'm guilty of it too. Like when you go out to eat, like, I'm just like there to relax, you know, not really to, Mm -hmm. to, to really think too much, you know, but like, man, just imagine if like you you would just turn your brain on like Zach in those situations and, and look for, an opportunity like that, you know? So I just, just always looking for the opportunity. And like, um, I just love the whole hobby thing, you know, like how many, like, you know, how many of us have hobbies and don't really look to see if it's something that we could potentially make money on, you know, or like have it be a source of income. Um, so I just, I just, I just loved, I just love that. Definitely, definitely a, 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 a fresh perspective, a new fresh perspective that we've, we've had on the podcast. So I love another that. New, another new niche business. And the saying I'll use to be quick is one thing led to another. And that, you know, like, and, let it, and letting it go <clears throat> to that, right? Like, yeah. that's, that's my big thing. And like, hey, like, you like making ice cream. You like making custom pens. You like art, whatever it is, like put it out to the marketplace. Exactly. Right? You know, another check out A to Z Creamery. Uh, check out Vra Money Eats, V R A A Money underscore Eats uh, on IG. Um, definitely, you know, it, it, it's content that will be worth your while. Oh, it would definitely be worth your while. Please make sure you follow him. Like, Yes, please do. <laughs> great episode, Coop. Uh, another great episode. Uh, hey, Lake, Lakers in six. Oh, I'm sorry. I said Lakers. I meant LeBron. LeBron. You, I was going to say. I meant LeBron. Who, do you, LeBron. who are you actually, actually for? Actually, Le- I should have I said that LeBron actually is like, he owns uh, Blaze Pizza. I think he's one of, another investor in there, I think. Did you mean... Um... Did you mean like Braun and five? When you said that, because I'm saying Lakers oh, and four. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, dude. I'm 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 actually talking about the finals because. Mm. Oh, okay. See, I'm not even you know like you know so. <laughs> if we say anything, <laughs> it'll mess with you know Vegas's numbers. So I'm gonna just keep it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We good. Uh, on another side note, uh, I don't know how the Vikings record is gonna be when this podcast come out, but. Like that's the whole reason why I'm. A, I just watch players, man. I'm a mercenary. I'm a mercenary fan. That's what you need to say. 
Not a bandwagon. The problem is, not is a, we got bad teams. Like I'm, not a, I'm, a, I'm a Packer <laughs> fan. We good. Yeah, we're, we're good, we're, bro. We're definitely done. Well, guys, this is the last podcast. Uh, <laughs> shit building with Cooper and Caleb. Shit uh, building, Cooper and it Caleb. Was, it was a great run. Uh, see you next week. <laughs> yeah, get, see you next week. Bye.